Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 19 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. I'm a mental health therapist and I'm also a coach at two different CrossFit gyms. The Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast focuses on the integration of mental health and fitness. In this episode, I talk with Marston Sawyers and Heber Cannon, also known as the Buttery Bros. They are documentary filmmakers and great storytellers. They are massive in the fitness social media space on Instagram and their YouTube channel. They have a new movie out now called Resurgence, which documents the 2020 CrossFit Games and the season that led up to it. In this episode, I talk with the Buttery Bros about how fitness can help build relationships, how they are growing their brand outside of the CrossFit space, their favorite parts of the work they do, excitement about the 2021 CrossFit Games, the drive and passion of professional athletes, and how fitness and mental health are connected. I am also a mental skills coach, and I offer personal mental skills coaching, which are one-on-one video meetings with me that can help you progress toward and meet your goals. Focuses for personal mental skills coaching include, but are not limited to, positive self-talk, goal setting, lack of motivation, mental barriers, performance anxiety, and self-confidence. The 20-minute initial consultation is free, and going from there, I offer paid 30-minute sessions. If you would like to schedule your free initial consultation for personal mental skills coaching, email me at counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or message Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook or Instagram. All right, well, the Buttery Bros, welcome to the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast, and thank you both so much for coming on. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Stuck to talk to you, man. Yeah, and I want to I want to give the listeners and viewers just a quick story about how we met, but it was at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, and I had some business cards from my podcast, and I was just walking around above the stands, and all of a sudden, there the Buttery Bros are, so um, I just went up to y'all and said hi, told you who I was and what the, what the podcast is, and here we are. Things happen. And something I talk about on the podcast quite a bit is acting in the face of fear. And as you both might have noticed when we were talking there, I was just I was just really nervous because I've I've kept up with y'all for a long time on Instagram and now YouTube with the of course all the buttery bro stuff. But it's and this is something I've talked about before, but it's like when we when we're really scared and we feel a lot of fear, it can either be like a wall standing in front of us, not, well, standing in our way of acting, or we can use it more as pushing us from behind going forward. And like I said earlier, I'm just, I'm really glad I didn't let that fear stop me because we wouldn't be where we are right now talking if, if I hadn't have done that. Yes. Most of the time is when something's scary. It's usually, uh, chance for growth so it's, mm-hmm. it's something that I've kind of leaned into in the past couple of years especially as we've been doing all this crazy stuff with buttery bros mm-hmm. what about you Heber anything anything you want to add to what Mar said 
Yeah, we always talk about how there's opportunity and chaos, and so if there's something that uh, scares you or that you might might make you nervous, it's like you said, like it's usually just there's opportunity there for either personal growth or growth in general, um, and that's exciting to me. I always look forward to those kind of uh, chaotic moments to be able to become a better version of myself and use that as as trials and challenges to to harness my skills. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I, I want y'all to introduce yourselves here in just a second, but y'all have, so y'all have a whole lot going on. So you had the resurgence, the movie come out on Monday, right? It was Monday? Yeah, it came out Monday night. And then y'all had the, well, the CrossFit Games are coming up in less than a week now. You have the supplement company with Podium and then the the Blender's Eyewear, right? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. So how how do y'all explain who you are and what your brand is to someone who's maybe never heard of y'all before? I usually boil it down to the, the basics, you know, like if you're in an elevator, you only have a couple of seconds. So I always just tell people, uh, they're like, what do you do? And I say, I literally just kind of travel the world, film what I'm doing and, mm-hmm. eat, and work out with really incredibly fit people and eat pancakes. <laughs> yeah I, I mean it's something similar to that i'd say we're mm-hmm. filmmakers but we're also like youtube youtube personalities that uh run a weekly show involved of calories mm-hmm. and i heard y'all well i listened to the whoop podcast that y'all were on and you talked about growing your brand outside of just the crossfit space what are some ways that y'all are planning to do that and doing that already uh go ahead Eves. you got it okay uh so we've kind of been doing that for a little while now but a lot of the ways that we've been expanding outside of crossfit is working with brands that aren't primarily in crossfit so uh one of them is rain who they've put us in contact with some really cool personalities like Mm -hmm. uh martin's lices and uh Kai Green and Juju Mufu, like we've collaborated with all of them, Jason Poston, uh, just to be able to get a different take on their training methodologies and their fitness. And then also people like Jar who are more of a traditional body back, bodybuilding background, but they're also uh, just kind of stepping into CrossFit and functional fitness and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to be able to have what we're kind of experts or uh, backgrounds in lend a good hand to what these other brands uh, are doing and vice mm-hmm. versa. Mm-hmm. What about you, Heber? Anything you want to add? I would just say the, we've kind of had that strategy of approaching brands that are not in the financial ecosystem of CrossFit and mm-hmm. working with them. Um, some do and some do not have interest in, in spilling over into CrossFit. And I think once they see the success that we have, they all are like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do more of this. Um, and utilizing those relationships to, to branch out to other things. And then just um, the biggest thing is building relationships with just people in general that we find interesting mm-hmm. and uh, the tools that we have today. So we have like social media. So before, um, anytime I get a chance and I know I'm going somewhere where there's someone on social media that I like and I enjoy what they do and their presence, I'll reach out to them and say, hey, I'm going to be in town for, you know, 12 hours. I would love to come have you come join us with pancakes or come on our show and work out mm-hmm. with us. And usually they get a, a great response of, uh, you know, a, a nice decline no or, or uh, yeah, let's do something really cool and collaborate. And we've 
we've been introduced to some really interesting people that way. And so um, utilizing not just CrossFit, but also our social media to be able to connect with people outside of CrossFit that we connect with and, and have similar values. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just been a really cool opportunity. That's probably one of the coolest things about what we do is get to know fascinating and interesting people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something you mentioned a little bit ago, but also going to the meeting fascinating and interesting people too is just building relationships with all the the athletes and of course everyone else that y'all know. And in my work as a mental health therapist, it's I mean relationships are everything. If if there's no trust, there's not going to be kind of deep therapeutic work that's done. And so what are what are some any skills or any specific things y'all y'all use to help deepen the relationships you have or to kind of hit it off with someone new that you're maybe looking to work with? And I think getting to work out right out the gate is a good yeah. way to build some sort of morale or mm-hmm. some sort of common uh, suffering, I guess, that mm-hmm. is a good way to bond with somebody. So usually we go in and we don't really know the subjects if we're working mm-hmm. out with them for the first time. And by the end, we're like, oh man, we feel like we've really connected through this uh you know 10 to 15 minutes or whatever it is and and come out the other side having a better understanding of what each other's both both about and i feel like it's a good way just to uh like separate from your ego and and just have a good time of uh yeah i guess uh exercise and shared suffering a little bit yeah yeah definitely and that's something that I talked with Austin Maliolo about, I had him on episode 10 of this podcast, but we talked about how, and I talked about it with another guest also, but how fitness can break down walls and how it's really hard to have your guard up when you're in a 20 minute workout and you're just hurting. And so I, I really like that Marston about, well, working out with people, but also that helping break down those walls that people might have up or just the natural kind of wall of meeting someone new for the first time that you're looking forward to working with for sure. But I think that's, I think that's just great about, about breaking down those walls. Like, like you said, Marston, and then the the vulnerability that can come along with high intensity functional fitness. Yeah. It's funny. It's like, I I think that once people are like done and they're breathing heavy, it's like mm-hmm. they come alive a lot, right? You get mm-hmm. to see kind of a whole different side of them versus like when you first meet somebody, like, you know, you shake your hand and you're just kind of talking to them and stuff versus, yeah. oh man, this thing, I saw you pass me and I was wondering what you're pacing. And it's like <laughs> a lot a lot comes out after those types of workouts and I feel like you get a lot of a lot of bonding. Mm-hmm. Heber, what about you for any anything in particular that you use? to help build relationships with people? I think the biggest thing is do what you, do what you say you're going to do. Um, and, and that comes down to, you know, we work with a, a lot of people outside across it who don't know who we are. Like we have this interesting, really popular influencer who's got like 2 million followers or 3 million. She's massive. Um, uh, she had a bad experience when she collaborated with some guys when they filmed a video, workout video with her and she felt like um, they, they had some, Close shots of the shirt. Said, "Hey, we want to collaborate with you." She was very, very hesitant, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I said, "I've made a career." And she doesn't know kind of what we do so much. And I explained, like, "Wait, hey, we've made a career with CrossFit, building women up and, and women empowerment, and 
mm -hmm. uh, focusing on the functionality, not the form necessarily of how the body looks. And um, we would love to kind of help do that with you. Also, like we want to, if you're nervous, I'll let you watch the cut before we publish it and uh, give you the opportunity to, to make any edits. And we went through that process and she was extremely happy with the final product. She helped promote the crap out of it when it came out last summer and then uh, came back and collaborated again with us last uh, December and her version of our of that video has almost a half million views. And so it's, it's you know, and you can direct and above and beyond for people. I think that's something that can often be lost in these times and, and we try to do that to the best of our abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so coming through on your word and doing what you're gonna say you do. Yep. And what are, what are you, or what is the favorite thing that, or what is your favorite part of what you all do? I think there's yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Go mm -hmm. ahead. I would say, I would say, like we've been over a handful already. Like the relationship we build is, mm -hmm. is has been hands down probably the coolest thing. Doing like I look at this as like I wake up and I dream about what do I want to do to check off a bucket list if I had it. You know, like mm -hmm. what life resume things do I want to build. And what experiences do I want to have in utilizing our platform to be able to go out and do those things and inspire people to go do that as well. And so whether that's jumping out of an airplane in, in Australia or uh, in going to remote locations or going to really cool events or hanging out with really cool people, um, that's kind of what we, that's what excites me about what we do for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it definitely sounds like it's deeper than just the videos alone, but it's the effect that you have on people too. Yeah, and I would say it's, it's just crazy to, I, I really enjoy building our brand and seeing mm -hmm. how it evolves because, you know, it started from, you know, people kind of knew who we were after we left CrossFit because we made movies and stuff like that, but we've kind of turned it into a whole other hype machine as I like to think of it as. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's cool just to see the, the support that we receive from, you know, people that are watching our movie and people that are like stoked about what we're producing or, you know, if we're going to go do a pancake breakfast with people and, and kind of just hang out and it's just a really fulfilling life right now from what we've created in the past little while. So I'm, I'm enjoying the business aspect as well as just like the lifestyle that we get to live because there's opportunities coming in all the time that I'm like, man, these are crazy cool. And it's like, you, you gotta be kind of selective now mm -hmm. because there's, you know, only so much time to take on all these cool things and having uh, the, I guess the attention to detail on, on what you want to do and kind of trying to fire and make sure that you execute it and that, you know, you're still creating good media that people see and get inspired to go work out or maybe like do something that they didn't think that they could do and it's been a quite the process and a lot of fun so i'm excited about what we're what we're doing and where we're going mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's super powerful too about being passionate about what you're doing and being excited about what you're doing too and yeah. speaking of speaking of the hype what are what are you all most excited for about the crossfit games this year Oh man, I'm excited to see that men's field. Mm -hmm. Men's field for sure. Yeah. I mean, the Matthew Fraser is re retired, so it's kind of wide open. So that's mm -hmm. that's probably the most exciting it's been uh, ever since he's just been 
dominating every year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting. It was interesting to watch Resurgence and hear the other men's athletes talk about Matt Frazier, even during the competition, like in the, in the more behind-the-scenes clips of in their hotel rooms and everything like that. So that was, that was really interesting, but that's going to be super exciting to see. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And then also I'm just excited to see Mal O'Brien because she's 17 and I mean, Emma Carey too. Like, mm-hmm. It's crazy to think that they're not even adults yet and they're competing with the fittest. Vote. What's up? They can't vote, but they can vote. Yeah, they can <laughs> vote, but you know, the, yeah. They got a, a AP calculus or something. I don't even know what they're studying. <laughs> they're working on biology on the sidelines. Yeah. That's really funny. But yeah, I mean, it, it's incredible The I saw, I, I don't remember who exactly it was, but the age gap between like Sam Briggs and then Mal O'Brien and Emma Carey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what? I think Sam's in her, near her forties if she's not already. Is she 40? Well, and I, then, yeah. She's like, it's like 22 years or something like that. 22 mm-hmm. years or something. Yeah. That's nuts that they'd be competing in the same competition. Mm-hmm. Wow. What with the what with the drive that these athletes have, do y'all have maybe a favorite story that you have about part of the drive that you've seen from an athlete in their training and their lifestyle? Um, probably just because I've been around his is very similar to that of like a Michael Jordan, you know, where like Jordan would single out somebody that kind of either rub him the wrong way or mm-hmm. find some sort of anger that like kind of fueled him to like go out and prove the, the haters wrong and stuff like that. So it's, it's really interesting to see the similarities between great athlete minds and the way that they kind of use, I don't know if it's like, they just like look for things that they can use for fuel and it's stuff that like the average person to me, it'd be like something that would just slide right off my back, but I'm not the guy that's trying to win the games, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're looking for like, okay, I'll use that to, to fuel me and I'll use that. And like, oh, I, there was an article that somebody was hating on me. I'm going to use those things to like better myself to prove to everybody that I'm the greatest. And I've always found it super interesting to, to watch him kind of do that over the years. But it's kind of seeing that that be fun now, you know, so it's, it's been a cool process to see both sides of that mindset the audio broke up when you said the name who was that that you were talking about oh fraser yeah okay i was gonna guess but (laughs) heber what about you um there's there's a there's kind of a dual sidedness of uh really especially in this sport really really competitive people but simultaneously extremely humble and down to earth mm-hmm. athletes. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I gravitate towards the sport of fitness very much is it isn't just how incredibly athletic um, and like world-class these athletes are. It's how much fun they are to just generally hang out with off the competition floor. And there's not like, there's definitely some egos, but like it's a, it's a respectable amount and there's no one that I like try to avoid when it comes to the competitors mm-hmm. when, I'm, when I'm walking around behind the scenes or if, if I'm going to visit an athlete like I can't think of an athlete where I'm like oh I, I yeah I'm done with that athlete mm-hmm. I don't want to visit with them anymore because, because they're really uh, their head is too big for their britches you know so mm-hmm. um, I, that's something that is motivated but also I just find really cool about 
these athletes. Yeah, and it's incredible the the level of fitness, of course, and for some people that could come with an ego too, but it, it seems like I mean, y'all know them, these athletes super personally and but it in some other sports it's like, oh well, I'm so good at this sport, I'm too good to talk to this person or whatever it is, but with CrossFit athletes it's like they're real people too. Yeah, and we yeah, we kinda of talk about that. I feel like it kinda of weeds out the the assholes, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like because it's it's hard to, to walk into a gym and have a big ego because there's always like something that's gonna humble you. Yeah. So I feel like no matter if you're a, a weekend warrior type of guy or just like a you know, world class top of the tier, I feel like everybody has this understanding of what it takes to just get through some of that stuff and, and it kinda of lends a hand to be a lot more inclusive and mm-hmm. want to share those experiences with everybody. Mm-hmm. And having the the willingness to do things that you're not always so good at. Like these athletes, to be the best, they can't have major holes in their game. Yeah, the, the best in the world do that. I, I tend to be like, yeah, I'm not so good at that. I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to go after that. You know, I'm at the point now where I'm like, Pistols, not for me, mm-hmm. you know. Like, but I understand why the best in the world have to do that because you know they're trying to be the best in fitness, you know. So, uh, I think it's it's all d- dependent on what your goals are, you know. Yeah, and I, I actually remember you talking about that in the Whoop podcast about well, I'm not trying to be the best in the world, so maybe I don't need to do pistols. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do them if it's like okay, well, there's a competition that requires me to do them, like right. okay, but I'm not going to be doing them on a Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's really incredible too with the the athletes I mean like I said about having to kind of you have to train the quit out of you but you also have to train the ego out of you in some sense to do the things you might be bad at over and over in turn in in hopes to turn those weaknesses maybe even into strengths yeah we were talking to Scott Hanson about this the other day where he mm-hmm. was saying uh you know, basically for the last nine years, he's woken up and just gone out and does things he sucks at constantly. Um, and, and I can't imagine thinking that you're really hot shit when you're spending your entire day or focus mm-hmm. just trying to get better at things that you aren't very good at. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that happen to people like Fraser, where he, you know, realized he wasn't a really good sprinter and not a good runner. So he attacked that weakness through 2015. And you watch the 2015 sprint versus the 2016 sprint. And he takes second place overall, and he wins his heat outing Ben Smith by just a fraction of a second. He took that weakness and made it a strength. Thought mm-hmm. through it a little bit, and, and he hadn't continued to harness that weakness, and, and he, he finished a little bit lower on, on a, a sprint a few years later, on the uh, 2019 sprint. And so, um, you know, just because you conquer it for a bit, if you're not always on top of it, it can humble you again later. So. There's just, that's what's great about that sport is it's just a constant evolving, humbling machine. Um, but Marjan and I, like you said, like we found that we're much happier when we're not doing things that we constantly suck at just because we're not trained for that sport. Right, right. Fun. And so it's be fun. I wake up every morning and go, man, I really suck at swimming. I'm going to go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really good at swimming. <laughs> I wake up and think of like, oh, this is what I want to do for fitness. I want to enjoy that process because I'm not training to win the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. 
And what is, what's the biggest lesson that you both have learned through fitness? I would say for me, fitness is a, is a non-negotiable, I would say, in my mm -hmm. day, where I know I am much happier, I'm a nicer person, um, I, I, yeah, generally just more pleasant to be around if I work out. And so for me, like, it's not just the endorphins I get after working out, it's not just the, the, the vanity of looking good because you work out. For me, it's, it's I want to do that because I want to be happier in my life. I am between out and fitness and the happiness that I have in my day in life. And so for me, that's, you know, if we're here to have joy and have fun and, and um, find happiness, that's one of the main elements of my day that I've scheduled to, to have a high level, higher level of happiness and, and functionality. Yeah, so you definitely feel and see the connection between those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Marston? Uh, I mean, I would probably say that fitness is like when it's really when you boil it down, it's pretty simple. It's like it's it's funny how like everybody wants to get a trainer and needs to get a coach and everything, and it's like those are all great and fine. But like once you understand how to do the movements correctly, and you you understand uh, that if you just do it with intensity, that you're gonna get a great result. And it's like it's super simple when you like really look at it. It's you take you know, even air squats and burpees and, or, you know, a combination of that or weightlifting or and running and you put it in a 10 minute format and it creates a really intense and solicits a big response, you know? So I feel like these are like tools and things that everybody should learn. Like I'm surprised we don't teach this stuff in school to be like, here's what you should learn and it'll set you up for your whole life. And it's like, I, the biggest lesson is like, learn those things early on and, and, work on them throughout life and you'll be you know prepared for whatever life kind of throws at you and I think that that's something that we need to promote more in in our the health of, of the world and the health of people and in America and everything like that you know mm -hmm. yeah and that's where of course the functional part of it comes in is that it can provide great outcomes if we use it and with functional fitness it's that we don't have to we're not getting better to only be good in the gym but to be outside in everyday life too yeah and growing up like i played sports so i was trained specifically for that sport to be mm -hmm. better on the field or whatever and then got into crossfit afterwards and i actually found out like oh wow fitness is actually fun outside of training for a mm -hmm. sport like you can have a lot of fun just like going and hitting something real hard high-fiving your buddies and getting out of there and, and feeling accomplished, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Heber, you call it adult recess, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's, it's where I go to, to reset my day, and, and, you know, when you're in elementary school, they schedule that for you. You've got 15 minutes. When I went to elementary school, it was 15 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes of lunch, or maybe an hour, and then 15 to 30 minutes again in the afternoon. There was three recesses where you were like, let's go ham. And mm -hmm. so, uh, for me, that's, I almost, uh, you know, thinking about it now, I want to schedule out my day where I have three specific breaks throughout the day where I go have fun and come back in and, and can pay attention better when I'm trying to answer emails or uh, edit or work or, you know, be present with my kids. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. So, yeah, Heber, you see it play out and, and benefit all those different areas of your life, too. Yep. And we're getting 
we're getting close to the end of our time, so we can do one more question. Is that all right with you both? Yep. Cool. How have you seen your mental health be impacted by fitness? Um, I feel like fitness is a good endorphin rush. It kind of clears your head. Like if you have anxiety, it's like if you have anxiety and you're just sitting still, it's just you kind of fester in it, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you get out and you either go for a run or you just do something to sweat, it kind of like has everything flow through you. And I always sit down afterwards because, you know, there's stressful days and, and we have like deadlines and stuff, you know, personal things. And I... I always feel like pent up with like this anxiety or an aggression and then we go to the gym hit it really hard and then it's almost like oh man i feel that's not as much of a problem as it was before and i feel like it's a great way to kind of flush all the bad stuff out and and also get all the good stuff that's coming in because you're you're moving and you're staying active and being fit you know mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I mean, to kind of elaborate more on the reset thing, like when you're a kid, they give you that moment, those times away from, from your desk to go have physical activity because when you get back to the desk, you're able to study more um, and be more present in the classroom. And I think that goes a long way between like, I find when I, uh, there's a handful of things too, because it's kind of a deeper subject, which is, you know, not just being present with the family, but but if you're setting goals for your physical fitness, um, if you set other life goals around, like, you know, that are, and I have the, this is my business, I want to achieve these goals that aren't fitness related, I find that if I, I am focused on my fitness goals, that everything else in my life rises up as well. And so um, there's this direct correlation between trying to better yourself physically to also having a benefit of bettering yourself mentally and emotionally as well to mm. uh, make you more efficient and creative and um, a better version of yourself. I think that's that's kind of the craziest goal or side benefit to, to training and doing anything physically active regularly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and three three of the main parts of mental health are the social aspect, the occupational aspect, and the physical aspect. And that's something that is is definitely relevant for both of you is the occupational part, of course, with what you do for work. And you've touched on, you both touched on the emotional part and then the social part too about relationships. Yeah, and what's great about, you know, anytime you go to the gym, you get a we have a group of people that we, we see every day around four o'clock at the, the gym here in my house. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, that takes that social box. And even if I'm going to a different class or if you step into a class, class specifically, like there's a huge communal effort in there because of the shared suffering, suffering thing we talked about earlier on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, to touch on that, it's, it's, it's also a great, way to build a community of people because like you go to these gyms and everybody's there to you kind of see your buddies and then you compete against them and then you hanging out with them outside of the gym like we just went and did a spartan race with mm -hmm. a bunch of people from our gym so it's cool to you know have your core group of people in the gym and then also be like hey we're we're friends here why can't we be friends out there you know yeah. versus like other gyms you get you go in there and everybody's got their head down and just really talking to each other. You don't talk to the people outside the gym. It's, mm -hmm. it's a really cool bonding uh, community growth type of uh, experience when it comes to 
functional fitness and, and CrossFit and stuff like that. Yeah, and the community aspect of of functional fitness and CrossFit is super important because people aren't walking around with their headphones in and everything like that, but people are interacting and communicating and it's it's really awesome when fitness brings people together like that. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's I've met some of the you know, my best friends and coolest people just because it's like this this understanding what it takes to do that hard stuff, you know, and, and you have like a level of respect for people that can get through it regardless of your ability, as long as you're like either scaling it back so that we can all kind of do it together. And then afterwards, you know, we'll, we'll go out and we'll, we'll go play spike ball at the park. You know, it's just, it's this active mentality and this active lifestyle. It's just, uh, that I gravitate towards because it's, it's kind of, I don't, I'm, I'm, not the best at like sitting still I need to be stimulated and always like doing stuff so mm-hmm. it's fun to have you know a, a family of people all over the world that you know that I call you know the CrossFit community that uh, feel very welcoming to allow you to come in and that you know they welcome us with open arms and uh, I can't think of many other things that are like that than I feel very fortunate to have fallen into something that positive and uplifting mm-hmm yeah, and that part that you mentioned about, well, really like effort earning respect and it's so cool to see people come in and work so hard every day and it, I mean, sure, scores and weights can earn some respect too, but the, it's really special to see people just give their full effort day in and day out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else you all want to add before we go ahead and wrap up? If you haven't watched Resurgence already, go check it out. It's on Apple TV, iTunes, you know, leave a review if you can. And where can where can people find y'all on social media? Uh, Buttery Bros, at Buttery Bros, at Heber Cannon, at Mars Media on Instagram. Uh, we have a small TikTok, but it's not very big right now. Um, and We're also on Patreon. Yeah, Patreon and YouTube. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Adam. All right, bye, y'all. Bye. Later. Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.